Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 102 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we're discussing our recent episode of Hell's Kitchen and a last-minute dietary switch. We're also recapping our time at the 80 for Brady movie premiere and what it was like meeting an icon on the red carpet. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Are you ready to admit that the choice you made yesterday was not the best choice? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think you're going to have to narrow this down for me because there's <laughs> just so many choices over the course of a day. I don't know which one you're talking about. Well, we were going to run to the mall to run a quick errand for something I needed for the golf tournament. And I have to say, I do give you the kudos for being my chauffeur for a lot of things. I just love when you drive me somewhere. I don't know if I'm like a dog in the passenger seat, but I love when I say I have to run to the mall or I have to run to the grocery store. Do you want to go with knowing full well, you don't really need to go and I'm perfectly capable of doing it myself. But Since you drove me, you obviously were able to choose the route that we (laughs) went into the mall, uh, the way we went into the mall, and you chose. You want to explain or do you want me to explain? You can explain (laughs) this and then I, I will say my piece. Okay. So coming down, this was the mall in Sherman Oaks, if you've been the Westfield Fashion Square. There is a entrance when you're coming down Riverside heading, I don't know, west. (laughs) Sure. I'm terrible when people say, oh, you take, you go west. I'm like, just tell me in relation to a fast food restaurant. And if I'm going left or right, I hate when they're like, I was going eastbound down Ventura. Like I have no idea what that means, but (laughs) you're going down. There's a entrance right there by the Macy's. And you can pull in, but then you do have to go down a little stretch. And there are, I believe, two speed bumps outside like the Orange Theory and the Spectrum cable place. You're talking about inside the mall parking lot. Yes. But you chose to bypass the entrance, the first entrance, and go to a light, which is at the corner. There's a Chase Bank, a Trader Joe's. It's, It's not a protected turning arrow. It is. It's not. It's not. So you have to pray that you get one. People have to be paying attention. And if you're lucky, you're getting two cars through there before that baby's red again. So would you say we sat at that light for, I'm going to say, it felt like 30 minutes, but it was probably closer to 30 minutes? It was maybe four. Okay, four. But we have a lot to do because we're getting ready for the golf tournament. So time was money. And there was a moment when we were sitting there that I just turned to you and I asked, do you think my loafers, I was wearing loafers, would be on the Westfield Fashion Square real estate walking to to grab my item by now had you chose the entrance, my preferred entrance? And you said no. I did say no. Do you want, do you still believe that? Or was that a pride moment? Let me go back to the beginning. (laughs) When you, this is important because you said, you don't need me to take you, but you want me to drive you everywhere. But I want, I do. I still want it Uh, done uh, efficiently. uh, 
I let you tell your side. It's my time. <laughs> and so when I get in the car and drive you, you have to live with the choices I make. Because if you want it done a certain way, you could have just drove yourself. I disagree. Because may I interject? <laughs> You're going to anyway. <laughs> if I get in an Uber, which I hate Uber, I like I would walk four miles before I have to call an Uber. I absolutely hate relying on someone else. If you get in the car, he sees you have luggage, and then he's like, oh, we're going to, where are we going? LAX, Burbank? And you say, LAX. What do they normally say? Do you have a route that you prefer? Or I could follow my Google Maps or my Uber app. I don't know what software they're running at Uber. Or Waze. Do you prefer? Because I know people that are like, I will never take Waze. It takes me through a back alley, a neighborhood. It puts me in these shitty turning situation similar to one that you chose to put us in at the fashion square Westfield or like, is there something you, you would rather have? If we were in the court of law, I would argue that <laughs> Which we're this, not. that this precedent that you're using is to be thrown out because I'm not a paid <laughs> service. I am not Uber. I was doing this for free. I could have been doing stuff at home, but I volunteered <laughs> to drive you and Honestly, it's been so chaotic this whole last 10 days getting ready for the golf tournament and our kickoff dinner. It was very peaceful to sit at that light for four was or five it? minutes and just relax and not have to answer emails or phone calls or text messages or organize auction items. It was just great to sit there in the peace and quiet except for you complaining about my I also was choice. complaining because you drove my car last and the radio is not working. So it was actually extreme peace and quiet. There was nothing but just the sounds of our bodies in the car. Well, it's not <laughs> just the radio. It's XM radio, <laughs> car play. The, the speakers are just don't work. So I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. But there. it was extreme silence. Okay, so you're still standing by your choice to go straight and go to the light. The choice is relevant. The The point here is that you asked me to volunteer my time okay. to drive you but to the mall and run an errand that I didn't need to be a part of. And then you complained about okay. the way I went about it. But you that don't, you still the, don't want to do things the most efficient way. I'm always wanting to do things efficiently. <laughs> and this is the first time that we've gone that route and there's been a log jam at the light. Okay. We usually don't run to the mall on Saturdays. That before, was probably the problem. Before we wrap this up, if you had to take me right now to exchange the size of my item. I would go the exact same way. Okay. Well, I'm done with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a way to start the pod. But just like, trying to blow me up for but my I, I just want to know because I feel like people can You know what? I'm going to give you a one-star passenger rating. Just don't give my podcast a one star but no I think about that too because I'm very prideful and it's very hard for me to admit that I would have done something differently but I would like to think that most things I do correctly so I don't need to Here reflect back on them. like poorly handled situations I mean if I know I handled something wrong I am waking up in the middle of the night for the next five years thinking about that I'll like if I said the wrong thing or if I whatever but in terms of action logistics those sort of things i i'm pretty confident in my abilities i'll describe that as very gentle arrogance that's fine <laughs> well speaking of organized chaos or kind of chaos we this was a couple weeks ago but i still wanted to go back and talk about our episode of hell's kitchen 
oh, that yeah. we taped. Yeah. It actually, we taped it a year ago. It was a long time. It felt like longer than a year. And the magic of TV or the not so magic of TV, we had no idea when it was going to air. So they reached out to us last year, right after New Year's. I got an email to the foundation email and they said, we are having our charity episode, charity battle challenge <laughs> episode <laughs> of the season. I guess they do one a year ish. And they asked if we wanted to come on. And I was very shocked. Well, I initially always think emails are fake. So I have to Google the person that wrote me and make sure that we don't show up to like a back alley. And it's this not really real, like this, this really happens <laughs> a legitimate thing. But the LinkedIn always checks out. So I asked you and you were excited. Yeah. And we were told that we needed to field a table. I think it was 12 people. Right. But it was very short notice. Like four days. Notice. <laughs> yes. And they were, they always ask, you know, oh, can you get, you know, Dodger players? You can get other celebrities to sit at your table. And like, I mean, during the season, sure. Yeah, but this was, yeah, yeah, this was January. No one is really here. Right. Um, but we asked our regulars and then people that are on our board with our foundation and pulled everyone together and it worked out. Yeah, it was it was chaotic. And not only that, like they had to have backup plans. So not only did we have to give 12 people, we had to find extras just in case. They wanted like, three extra people. Yeah, someone didn't show up or someone was late. So we had to have We had to people, do COVID swabs in the oh, parking right. lot. Yeah. So you come in your Sunday best, you're fully dressed up and they're like, let's swab you. And you have to wait for your results. Yeah. And you're just standing in the parking lot hoping you pass right how sad though yeah <laughs> it, well like, the, the sad part was is that we all passed and then we had to have three of our friends come up and hang out just in case someone didn't pass and then they got to go on the show but we all passed so they had to sit in the green room <laughs> no which was like oh yeah i know we felt really that part bad was tough yeah um but, but so we we all passed and we went in, um, the people that listeners would know, Chase Utley came with his wife, Jen, yep. and then Chris Taylor came with Mary. Mm -hmm. And then we had a few of our other friends. Um, if you're a regular at the dugout club bar, you'll notice Brad was, was there with us, my friend Jackie, um, a few other people, but we we're so excited. But there was a lot, there was a lot of waiting, which is expected in TV yeah. and, and filming and all of that, but... We're outside for a little bit and we got to meet who, so everyone that initially when we told we were going on the show, like, oh my gosh, you got to cook. Like, did Gordon yell at you? Like this whole deal. Cause it's Gordon Ramsay's show where he has teams of chefs and they're competing to be his chef at his new restaurant. I want to say it's not Vegas. Is it Atlantic city? I think in like Atlantic city. Yeah, yeah. So you would win the job of his new executive chef at his restaurant. So it's two teams and it's like the red team and the blue team we are the blue team and then obviously being competitive but really having no control over the situation right. you want to know who you're going up against essentially and we're going against project angel food um which is a charity i think it's los angeles based yeah and yep. they bring uh meals to people in need yep and they're kind of charity 
celebrity representative was Eric McCormick, mm -hmm. um, who you would know from Will and Grace. Yep. And he was lovely. Yeah. He very was funny. Yeah. Uh, but you meet kind of in the parking lot before yeah. <laughs> for, for a pre-dinner brawl. No. And it was very like West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. We came up snapping and like jumping. No, but it was just, it was funny because we were kind of like talking a little smack, but just they were lovely. And obviously it's all for a good cause just for people to learn about your charity. And we're um, honored to be in that situation with them. But then they call you in, you go through the Hell's Kitchen red entrance, walk down the halls, which all oh, the- You forgot about the little waiting room that we were in. Yeah, but we walked in the one way. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Before we went in. Oh, yeah. We went in the green room. I would say that was kind of the highlight of it. Well, there was alcohol in there, but then you, you're you like- That's not why it was the highlight. Though. No, I know. There's many highlights. <laughs> so they, well, they, first of all, I got mic'd and then I had to pee. So I was like, can you just, can I just turn this off? <laughs> so you're not like, does that happen? I feel like you're mic'd true. a lot for things. I'm mic'd all the time. So how many whizzes are on- in the archives of like backstage well <laughs> the back the back like how many toots are on in their archives well it depends <laughs> on who you're standing next to in the dugout <laughs> uh but the backstage guys are good about editing everything out oh the the but, stuff that they have on the cutting room right. floor for us has to be just absolute gem after gem yeah if someone ever turned that over wow. <laughs> it Oof. would be fun but yeah so we your mic do go in the room there's alcohol out, but it's like wine. It's very casual. Very casual. There was no hard alcohol, but I think they want you to kind of loosen up because yep. you're going to be on camera yeah. and you're going to have your one-liners going. But then we had a visitor. We had a visitor, which we heard this visitor, this does not happen. Yeah. Mr. Ramsey himself came into the green room to say hello. Yep. He was a big fan. He's a big sports fan. Yes. He played sports. Did you like height, like everything? What, like, did you like, did it match up? Like, did you for what you expected? Because I feel like people, when you meet someone in person, you're like, oh, this person was shorter, this person was taller, this person was. Well, it was just weird because I think everything you see of Gordon Ramsay is like pressure, intensity, like under the clock, like writing the chefs to like be perfect and demanding excellence from him and to see him in this setting where he was just so like laid back Gracious, and like lovely yeah, yeah soft-spoken and like happy and smiling and taking photos like I was like oh man it was like a completely different side of what you get on the tv show which totally. is a good lesson I guess because everyone has this kind of thought of what people are who are on tv and then you know, sometimes that's not always who they really are because he was super sweet. I think I thought he was shorter. He was no, like he six was, two. Yeah. He, and, and like put together. Built. Yeah. Like a solid house. Right. <laughs> Were you admiring his physique or? Well, he, I mean, he was talking about his whole athletic background. Right, right, I'm right. like, well, obviously, like, look at you. <laughs> You're built like a. It's a specimen. <laughs> <laughs> A brick shit house over here, like <laughs> playing rugby or whatever you were doing. Like, oh holy, like he would he would like mess up some of these chefs if they got in a scrap back Truly, in the kitchen. Truly, no, yeah. but he's six two and just confirmed, and that's tall. Yeah, so you're just we're just looking up at him. No, but it was him. really cool because they said that he never does that. Like on any of the shows, he never goes into the little green. Do you think rooms. they just said that? I don't know. 
I want to believe it. Felt it. Good. it felt good. Yeah, I liked that. That's nice <laughs> to say. He never does this. I love that. Right. Like, tell me twice. Yeah. But Gordon was great. Yeah. And kind of got the little rundown of what was going to be happening. And just watching the shows, I'm not a religious watcher of it. I won't lie, but I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And so I knew kind of the things that they were going to focus on on the show and what expectations he had. Yeah. So we were just excited for that to unfold. But after that, we go into the cocktail party. So they call us in and there is the most beautiful spread. But like I mentioned, TV and it going unexpected, everything was running behind. I don't know if, it, I think they got in trouble for something. Remember they had to make well, they lost. They lost the they, challenge. Yeah, the blue so team lost the challenge and the, the red team got to go like, I don't remember. A spot or something. We didn't no. get we didn't get to see this part until we actually watched the episode. But they got to go on, um, whatever some horseback riding. Oh yeah, course. they went to Sunset Stables, they went right to Sunset or something. Stables, yeah, yeah, we've done that. Yeah. So we go into the cocktail party for whatever reason. We're running late, so I think normally you get a lot of time in there. Right. But I feel like we were in there for maybe five minutes. But it was it went so beautiful, fast, yeah. like seafood this, tower. Yeah, seafood oh. tower oysters. This beautiful charcuterie everything and champagne remember like the beautiful glassware and i was just thinking i could stay here forever and then before we knew it we were being whisked over to our table yeah. it was very quick and yeah. i was just thinking i hope someone's eating all of this because one, if not i will foil line my purse and go home with some prosciutto one crazy thing was when we were walking down the hallway it was really cool they have photos of all the previous winners up on there but the hallway was like lined with like macaroons. Remember? Like they were everywhere. Yeah. And, and we actually, were like, why are these macaroons everywhere? And then when we went back and watched the episode, we learned that the blue team had lost the challenge and they had to stay back yeah, and we just didn't make know. like thousands of macaroons. <laughs> I actually am grossed out by macaroons, which might not surprise you because I also hate Oreos. But I think I just, what's, have you had one? Yeah. I won't, I haven't had one. Are they hard or soft or um, flaky because like they kind of look like a mini hamburger to me yeah and i'm like, not like i don't need them they're soft like cake them. or it's flaky. like a firm texture but then like is there almost i, I want to say like crumbly dusty maybe? chalky uh, i don't know maybe i should just have one it's a well-known thing that i am freaked out by macaroons but people will get them all the time when we yeah. did our my birthday dinner at club 33 they were like, oh, the birthday girl gets the special Club 33 macaroons. Right. And I remember everyone at the table was like, oh, macaroons. And I was like, Ugh, who Are wants they these? like a big thing in like Europe or something? I don't feel like they're it's that French. big. Is it French? Yeah. yeah. There's a macaroon okay. place at the Grove. I don't feel like they're that big here. There's a macaroon place at the Grove where the line will be literally out the door. Well, maybe they're pretty big here then. <laughs> I mean, they are, but it's a, like a French. So in like in France, like you're getting a macaroon with every meal. Like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like bread over there, right? It's like no. bread and wine before and then a macaroon for dessert. I don't know if I, I don't know. Someone, if you're French, I've never, been, I've never been, we've never been to no. France. So. But so when we left, they're like, please take all these macaroons. And oh people just had them by like the arm Um. Okay. But getting back Sorry. on track. So then we sit down for the dinner. And I'm nervous because you don't know what's going to happen. But also, I feel like there is that, I don't know. I think in this setting, I can say what I would like to say. But this is obviously 
television and like network television and I don't know these people and obviously I'm not going to like go in there guns blazing and like saying something wacky but you want your personality to come across but you're also in kind of a like uptight formal dinner setting where like you're not really calling the shots you're also eating which eating on camera is truly my fear right because it's not there's no right, there's no good way to do it. Like truly like in high school, if I would go on a date, like I wouldn't eat. Sorry, I know that pains you to hear about my past dating life. I was just nervous about eating in front of people. Now I, I really don't you're care. Not like like, a, you're not like a mouth coverer though. Like I see a lot of people will like cover their mouth. When well, yeah, eating. but then you have like, and there were so many cameras from all Everywhere. angles. And so you're just eating and cutting your, and obviously nothing on here was like crazy to eat. We weren't eating like ribs or chicken wings or anything everything could be bite-sized but still there's that yeah self-conscious you just don't want that like side profile of like forking like a piece of steak i don't want them to get me forking on camera yeah that's not good but i have to say everything was really freaking good (laughs) yeah well one of the things they asked us is if anyone had like a food allergy and court and i obviously have not done dairy for four years now and so originally we were like, yeah, we have a dairy allergy. And they were like, oh, well, they're, we're doing these eggs. They're and like, we're doing everything dairy. <laughs> yeah. And then the steaks and da, 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 da. And Court and I were like, you know what? We're just going to have to chief this one out because there's no way we can come here and just not eat like three of the courses when they're like cooking for us. So it was for us, it was a once in a lifetime experience yeah. to have. I mean, I don't know. He did come in and say hello to us, so maybe he would cook privately for us at some point in our life. <laughs> yeah, but right? to have Gordon Ramsay oversee a meal that a menu that he has set, I think you have to just dare it up and and just go big. Yeah. And they even said last minute, they're like, Do you want to do the non dairy? Do you want to do the vegan? Because Jen Utley, yeah. Chase's wife doesn't do meat. I don't know if she's full. I don't think she's full vegan. She'll do fish. She She'll do fish. Yeah, like certain kinds of fish. But there, I mean, there was a fillet. There was everything. So <laughs> we're, we're just kind of, we just have to go for it. Yeah. The egg. Yeah. I have the, the menu. I need to post the menu because I took so one. I, yeah. Instead of the macarons, I slipped a menu in my purse just to see like all the names of the sauces and the accoutrement. No. i wanted to remember because i think you're in a moment and you think and it goes i'll remember this i'll remember this but then you go back and you're like what was that sauce on the filet or what was what did they put on the eggs it was so good or it was like a risotto but it was a like a pea risotto pea risotto which you look you think you're like oh this isn't gonna be great it was fire i normally am not a risotto gal but it was just for as long as we were there it went by so fast so it was hard to like like right now, off the top of my head, I couldn't even tell you every course that we had. Like, no, couldn't do it. But what is crazy is the dessert course was. I remember the. I feel like the other team sent it back, but that yeah. wasn't on TV. Eric did. Eric sent it back. Right? He said it was like undercooked or overcooked something, yeah. or something. But the one thing that the the focus is, you always plate everything at the exact same time. That's like a big thing that Gordon focuses on. And there was a point where we had 12 plates. He had miscounted plates and they owned the team, our team, the blue team only plated 11. Yeah. Was it the salmon? I think it was the salmon. Yeah. So there was only 11 plates out and then they had to go back and they're like, one, two. Oh my gosh, we need one more. We need one more. 
And it was just, we waited a long time for that one course. And Gordon was screaming. But you like, people. you don't want to be pounding your sofa around the table being like, we're hungry, we're not, because you're, you want your team to win. But they, I mean, that was just like glaringly obvious that they were late. And so that was a ding. And I don't know, we were fine. We were having a blast. I mean, they could have kept us waiting for an hour for each course and we were just having a really good time. So when I'm at home, like cooking anything and court like is like, oh, what are you doing? Or why'd you do this? Or da da da. Like I get so flustered. So I can't even imagine trying to cook like these crazy five course meals, like celebrity edition and Gordon Ramsay with his pencil in his ear is just like <laughs> bloodshot red face, just screaming down your neck. Like, what are we doing? Like, You're embarrassing I don't know me how. in front of oh and my he gosh. was at, he was saying more so because it was an important night for charity. Yeah. So he was like, You have to deliver for these people. Like they right. like this is so much more important. And that was another element to it. So I mean, the food was amazing and you know, there was, they missed a plate on one of them and um, Eric's dessert was whatever. But like for that type of pressure that they were under. I think they delivered. It was insane. The food was off the charts and I have so much respect for all of those chefs that are on that show, like performing like that in front of a camera while he's yeah. Just like breathing down their neck and making the most incredible food because it was so good. Absolutely. Yeah. And at the end, we got to go over and say hello yeah. to our team. And yeah, they were all rock stars. Even if they, I mean, how many times are you going to be plating 12 salmon fillets at once? Let's be honest. But, and I think <laughs> you never know what's added in for TV too. Well, I mean, they could have like, I don't know. Maybe someone sabotaged. I mean, if they're the, the drama, if they're the executive chef at a big Gordon Ramsay restaurant in Atlantic City, they're probably going to be plating more than twelve salmon. But that's going to be a ton. Yeah. Of so each one, like every chef had a the, portion. Had yeah, had one of the courses. Yeah. So they were in control of it, and I think in a restaurant you would obviously have maybe more hands on deck and all that. But it, it was really cool. It was good to talk to them after and get a sense of it. What's I didn't realize was well, I realized it right away because I was like, oh, I remember buying a Meltorp right over there. They film in the old IKEA in Burbank. Yeah. Which I rolled my happy ass up to when I first moved to LA and bought my Malm, my Meltorp, everything. And it was very it was nostalgic and they they lived there. Yeah, we've made more than a few trips to that IKEA. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Since I've been back in LA full time. It's crazy. Yeah. And so I was looking around thinking, huh, this looks very familiar. It's weird because the address- Get your lingonberry right upstairs. The address didn't really like ring a bell and it like you put in the maps and you're driving over and you're like, oh, it's right in the middle of Burbank. And then you pull up and you're like, wait. Yeah. Wasn't this the Ikea? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it, I, it rang a bell right away for me. But I, we- <laughs> I think the other crazy thing was, you know, we had dinner and did all this, but we had- we had no clue what was going on in the show. Like we had no idea what happened before. We had no idea the blue team lost the challenge. We had no idea which chefs were being put up for elimination. We knew none of that until it aired a year later. All we knew was the food was yeah. killer. We didn't know. And we thought since one of the courses, well, our course timing was off. And then we thought since maybe they didn't like their dessert that 
we had a chance to win, but watching the show, our team had lost like five challenges in a <laughs> row, which yeah. sucked because they were great and everything yeah. was wonderful. But we actually had to watch the show because we found out it was premiering oh, maybe a couple days before and we were actually going to be on our RV trip. Yeah. So we had it on, we like stopped for food and set it up on our phone, like turned the phone sideways. And I think we ended up getting it streamed to the TV in the RV. But for most of it, we were watching on the little phone. I was like, this is we Like, look at how glamorous we are on the show. And then we're just sitting in the back of a RV in a parking lot. And I don't know where we were. We were in, uh, going through New Mexico. Yeah. So I was like, Oh wow. My, all the tables have turned, but such a good experience. And, would recommend if you ever get invited to a taping uh, to definitely go. I don't. I think it's different because I think sometimes it's set up as a restaurant. This was just two tables, but if you ever have a chance to score tickets. We took a neat little trick from it too that we've been using in our cooking. The rosemary that they used for the searing um, of the steaks. Oh, yeah. So we started doing that now. It's so good. Yeah, no, that's the best. Uh, we've actually had... A very Hollywood couple of weeks because on Tuesday we continued our sit not cinematic because I mean yeah cinematic yeah. but like Hollywood theme and got invited to a movie premiere which I didn't realize that was the first time you've been to a movie premiere first movie premiere I don't know why I just assumed because of other events and red carpets and such that you had been to one I actually, I think the last one I went to was the Million Dollar Arm premiere. Oh, John Hamm. Yeah, I love that movie. AKA Trey Turner's voiceover. (laughs) What was funny is, (laughs) when was that? That was 2014. So I think it was your first year playing for the Dodgers. But Kat, who worked for the Dodgers, invited me because the premiere was very Dodger themed. They had the peanut guy out. They oh, had yeah. Nancy B like playing the organ to kick everything off. And yeah, that was my last movie premiere that I went to. So that makes sense because you were on the road when that happened or you were playing when that happened, obviously. So you didn't go with me. Yep. It but was cool. we're invited to the 80 for Brady premiere, which if you haven't seen the previews, you haven't been watching TV or anything because the billboards are everywhere. The spots are everywhere in TV, but it is a movie about four gals that are seniors and they are they fall into becoming big Patriots fans and big Tom Brady fans and they make it their mission to go to the Super Bowl to see him before he retires and catch a game and it is about their adventures but it is I mean the cast the ensemble cast is just legendary Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. Mm-hmm. And can you guess who I was most excited about in that group? I can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Field. <laughs> I am a massive Mrs. Doubtfire fan and Forrest Gump and everything in between. And I just think Sally is incredible. Yeah. And you, our friend Mike invited us to the premiere huge Tom Brady fan like yes beyond and a listener of the podcast so Mike if you're listening put your Tom Brady 
stuff doll down and stop <laughs> weeping into him since he has announced his retirement. But he loves Tom Brady and we were honored for him to invite us to this. But we're, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. What a night. So we show up. It's at the theater in Westwood by UCLA. Go Bruins. And I don't think we knew we were going to walk the carpet. And no, we didn't know what we were doing. But we got ready because no I, you just never know. And I'm thinking, you know, if we happen to get asked, like I'm not going to turn it down. But so we get there and they're like, oh, just head right this way. And we're like, oh, we're walking to the other side. We're going to walk the carpet because we didn't get dropped off where yeah. the celebrities got dropped off. We yeah. got dropped off in front of the theater, which makes sense. And they're like, oh, do you mind doing media and all that? And being that that was your first movie premiere, was that the most flashbulbs going off in your face at one time yeah there, there was a, so many cameras it was and it was weird too because there was actually like a pretty good mix of la photographers and media and then obviously boston yeah. photographers and media because the whole movie is obviously about the patriots and so it it was weird having you know people like yelling over here over here and some photographers that look familiar and that i've seen and then other photographers are screaming like, welcome to Boston. Look over here. <laughs> like, oh man, like, You're okay. like, thank you. Yeah. So people were even like showing like their Boston Red Sox shirts and like, hey, over here, over here. Yeah. Because it was a lot of flashes. I would think the most probably was like the gala that we've went to, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Dodger gala. There's, you know, a decent one. There's been some, I'm trying to think of what else we've gone to, like. Like other players, charity events and stuff. But yeah. this was like you see in the movie. Like truly, it was like. There was layers. There was like three. And we're so amateur with like, it. Yeah, I think like normally at like the gala, for example, the photographers are there and they'll say, okay, Justin right here and Justin Courtney right here. And we look and then like the next person will say, oh, can you look right here? And the next person look right here. But in this scenario, there were just Justin Courtney, Justin Courtney, which I was like, wow, this is very cool. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know, what's your dream about? And we realized that we need to, if we ever get invited to another premiere, I don't know if we behaved well enough to get invited back, but we need to have kind of a little choreography for our eye contact. Yeah, because we were both looking in different directions on like every Yeah, picture. like you, you go on wire image and look at our photos and which I imagine is how celebrities get their photos <laughs> no i'm sure people sent them to it but we we're looking and one you looked right like we we're googly eyed because we we're yeah. kind of like apart we had a few that where we came together but yeah. i wonder if like celebrities not us but plan okay we'll go left for like 10 seconds then we'll go center like do people get coached i imagine they get coached. i'm sure they do it all the time so i'm sure they know how to go about it. we had amateur just written all over our faces yeah. and then the best moment that always happens Courtney, do you mind stepping out so we can just get Justin, our star? Right. <laughs> and then I just stand up to the side, just smiling, so proud of you and micromanaging your poses in my head. Like, oh, put your hands there. And, but it was funny. You didn't, you were like, oh, I hate when they ask you to step out because I don't know. I'm, you're just standing there. Right. I mean, it's awkward for anyone, but I think guys, especially. Because girls can kind of like pose and pop a knee, but like guys, like you're not really popping it, you know. I mean, you could have popped it. I'm wondering if Tom had like a stream of the carpet as he was like pulling up to this thing because we were one of the first people there, and when they asked you to step aside, 
the first thing I did was like put my hands up and I'm like, what do I do? I don't know what to do with my hands. And, and then Tom, no one even like the goat batted himself. an eye. And then an hour later, Tom comes by and he's, well, I don't know what to do with my hands. And now it's a meme everywhere. And he's like, hey, he's so funny. And Wait, I'm it's like, a meme? No one even, oh my God, it was all over the internet. Wait, really? Yeah. Tom jacked your line. You think he was watching like, a live what stream? The, what the hell? Like I stole it from Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights first. Oh, so it's not even an original. No. I know. I was just kidding. But You guys are dressed it, similarly. I mean, like exact same outfit. Maybe he was one. <laughs> exact same outfit. The goat like, himself. I mean, I'm sure his mm-hmm. was probably a little more expensive than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and probably styled and like yeah. tailored and all that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was cool. It was fun. I asked you after, cause I know like you're really great at doing media interviews and all that, but I asked you at the end, like, was that fun for you? Was that weird? Cause I think. At one point, you're like, oh, my gosh. It's like there's still more. Like the, the carpet just kept going. Right. Normally, it's one and done. Like you kind of stand in one spot, maybe move a couple of feet. But this was like one foot, one foot, one foot. And they're like, stand right there. Wait, back up, back up, back up. I was yeah. like, oh, gosh, Justin probably hates this. But I think it's fun to get dressed up and do that. And obviously, you're not going to like turn down doing a red carpet for a movie. Well, I think it was fine because I we didn't know we were doing it. So it wasn't like there was like, oh, I'm dreading like doing answering all these questions or da, 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 or I'm nervous or I'm you know anxious or any of that because I we didn't know it was happening so yeah so we finished the carpet and we go into this was actually really cute and like I mentioned for the million dollar arm premiere they kind of had their little themed thing with peanuts cracker jack the organ player this one since it was a football movie they had a tailgate set up and so it was the area that was kind of sectioned off with the grass they had cornhole they had barbecue kind of food uh just that whole feel they had foam fingers and pom-poms and it was supposed to feel like a football tailgate which was really cool it was like a turf field that you were walking on and then they had pretzels buffalo wings with vegan ranch like it was just sent straight down from heaven cheese steaks like they had it all it was it was really cool yeah and so you're standing there and someone comes over and says can you, they were like, someone in the movie is a huge fan. Can you help make Sally Fields night? And my response, because I think I answered before you, was can he make Sally Fields night or can she make our night? Because right. the way that they had posed it was as if you were doing this favor for Sally, when in reality, I'm like, uh, we were there for her. Are movie. you joking? <laughs> I literally was just telling my friends I was getting to share air with Sally Field. I never thought you would be meeting her. And normally when you go do things or they pull you aside for stuff, I'm like, oh, go babe, have fun. I was, I, no one was even had to ask me. I was like, I'm coming with, <laughs> I'm for sure coming with. The funny thing was, so, so obviously they take us around and we're waiting at the end of the red carpet for her to finish all of her media. And Courtney is like way b- amazing at like stepping back and like, finding ways to like capture moments and stuff and I'm terrible at it but so when she first walked over Courtney had stepped back and she was like oh I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna get this like I went into Instagram wife mode and like one of the first things Sally said well first she was like no 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 like you're leaving the Dodgers but then she was like where's your wife and Courtney like she was like I can't believe this I'm the biggest fan of yours and then she's like is your wife here and I was like 
sorry, Sally, I'm just filming over here. And I just like turned <laughs> my camera off. So I have this video that I need to post on Instagram where she's like, oh, I'm the biggest fan. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Sally Field is saying this and I'm filming it. And the lighting is so terrible. Everything's backlit. But I was just like freaking out because I don't really get, I don't know. I feel like we meet so many people and I really do look at people as just, oh, you're in a very public job for the most part, like yeah. with the exception of like if I met George Strait or Dolly Parton, but she is up there in legend status. And I think it wasn't just like you met her at an event and said, oh, hi, I'm Justin Turner and da, da, da. And she's like, oh yeah, like, what do you do? You know, that sort of thing. Like yeah. she, like they sought you out to meet her and the fact that you had this genuine interaction with her. And then the fact that she's, oh, where's your wife? I was, that was really cool. It's different than just like running into a celebrity and like, you're like, oh, hey, what's up? I respect you kind of thing. Like it was, she knew who you are. Yeah. And that was really freaking cool. Yeah. And and like you said, it was, it was so, so genuine and sweet. And she told me her whole story about how she, you know, became a big Dodger fan. And, um, you know, during, during the pandemic, she really started watching games and, and really started watching Dodger games. And she's like, you have no idea. I'm the biggest fan now. I can tell you every single out you've made. I can tell you every single hit you've made. She didn't say out. Yes, she did. She said, I can tell you every <laughs> single time you've gotten out. <laughs> and then she said, I can tell you every time you've gotten a hit, every time you've hit a home run. She's like, I literally watch every game. She's like, I know, I don't know if you know, but you have like the biggest fans. A lot of times we're just sitting at home with a glass of wine and our dog watching it from the couch. Like, and I don't know. She was just, she said, you have a lot of senior fans, oh, a lot right. of older senior fans. fans. Yeah. She said, you might not see us at games because we're not always at the game. Sometimes we're at our couch with our glass of wine in our hand and our dog on our lap. That's but right. please know that we're out there. And she said, this is why it was so important for me to be a part of this movie yeah. was to show a different side right. of, of female fans. And that, you know, a female fan isn't just, oh, I put on the, I mean, she didn't say this, but like, we don't just have these like, you know, girly jerseys and we're just like, oh, yay team. And like, we have no idea what's going on. She's like, I, I know this movie is about football and I like football. She said it's a little aggressive for my taste, right. but she was like, as I got into baseball and really learned the ins and outs of it, it's a really smart sport and there's so many things that go into it. And yes. she just said she, yeah, growing up, she didn't understand it. So she wasn't interested in it. And she's like, the pandemic allowed me to just be at home and watch these games and study and learn and really understand everything that goes into it. And that was really cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask her and I didn't get a chance, like if she just like basically taught herself or if she had someone who was sitting down with her and was like going through yeah. stuff. Um, well, I because, got her number. I'll just text. No, I'm I didn't. <laughs> it's actually, it's funny because like that is kind of what happened and I don't want to spoil the movie, but like that's kind of her character in the movie. Yeah. Too. She's like, really like knowledgeable of the rules right. and the game and everything. She also, I won't say it, but she hates a team in baseball. Oh my goodness. I won't say it because I like, want to keep some of our conversation private. <laughs> she is real feisty about a team, which was cool. Cause like, obviously you can say, Oh my God, I love the game. I know so much, but she's on her shit like Sally knows it and she was just a treasure and I left like our meeting with her just on cloud nine like she was truly like lovely a treasure beautiful just 
so sweet and they were actually like Sally we need to go we need to go like we have to and she was like no I don't want to go and then we were talking about you playing in Boston and I was like the games will be earlier so you'll get to watch them earlier now because I know it is tough for like my mom watching games in Indiana and all that and it's like the games end up being like over you know past midnight and it's like okay she struggles to stay awake and watch them so I was like oh at least if you watch the Boston games like it'll be earlier in LA and she's like oh I'll definitely be watching but I think it'd be so amazing to just sit on a couch with a glass of wine and the dogs and watch a baseball game with Sally I mean oh I could be so lucky I would love that She's the best. That'd be phenomenal. And I have to say, since my favorite movie is Mrs. Doubtfire, and I quote it all the time, but I quote (laughs) the whole time, the whole time, the whole time, all the time. Like anyone that knows me knows that I break into that at least like once a day. And you said at the end when we were saying goodbye, I can't believe you've been like, no one told me you were a big fan. Like you were like, you've been like the whole time. And then she, she right there. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. And was like the whole time and did the full. And I, I literally threw my arms up and I walked away for a moment because I (laughs) needed to collect myself and pinch myself. It was a good, like four of them too. Whole time. The whole time. The whole time. I mean, iconic (laughs) beyond, just beyond, just. It was so good. And then we went in and watched the movie and it was just watching a premiere is cool because in, you know, the opening credits and all that are different things. They're showing names on the screen. It'll say, you know, casting director, exec, and you know, little pockets kind of cheer because they have their like They're section. Yeah. 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 And then they'll show like one of the actors on this, you know, that's maybe not in like the main cast, but like they'll show and starring this and this. And you hear people be like, whoa, that's our people. And it's just really cool because I imagine that has to be the best feeling when you yeah work so hard on a movie and it films forever and then it's finally in the theaters and you get to see the finished product and I don't know I thought that was pretty cool but such a good movie and like laugh out loud funny and just like a a feel-good movie that you I mean you could take your friends like sports fans like I think everyone in our fantasy football league would love it like I would love to take my mom and I don't know go see it it was I thought it was really really cute I thought it was a really good movie I I really enjoyed it I I like Court said, I was like laughing out loud at some of the There was some anxiety in there, in there like where yeah. their journey, worrying if it's like what's going to happen and just like some emotional parts to it for sure. Yeah. And just funny. And like to just see a female cast just bring the laughter and, and all of that. It's, it's really cool to oh, see. Oh, they crushed it. Yeah. And like all of them are beautiful, but like we, like Jane Fonda just truly like, Wow. I was like, man, she's <laughs> she's got the aging thing down pat. She is like a stunner. I'm and like, are they following her around with a ring light? Because she just had a glow the entire right. time. And it yeah. wasn't just on the screen either. She walked past us and it I know. Was I was like, like Jane Bonda. Yeah. Yeah. So go see it. It's out. It came out this past week. So eighty for Brady. Eighty for Brady. And then he retired the next day. Oh my gosh. And he that's how I knew that. was so like a little insider. No, I think it's known. But he obviously was in LA for the premiere and he was on the carpet. Right. And then we wake up to his video and he's sitting on the beach in Florida. And I was like, That's a pre tape. Yeah. Pre taped it. 
because he was like, I just woke up this morning and I just had to give these thoughts. I mean, very smart, but obviously you don't want to announce your retirement before you're going to walk the red carpet for a movie and take away from a movie about you. <laughs> but then I'm thinking like it can't hurt that this movie is about four women trying to see him in the Super Bowl before he retires. And then he, I mean, retires the day the movie comes out. I mean, Tom just genius through and through. Like, it, Yeah, he timed it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, that is like, I mean, we could go on and on about his career and, and all of that, but just wow and he was even like i know you're not you guys aren't gonna let me do this twice and like do this whole big like yeah to do kind of thing i thought i thought for sure he was gonna play in like again in vegas or something and like do one more nope there's just no good time to walk away because i'm thinking like oh man he's gonna go out like that at least his last i mean his he did the was the touchdown and then the two-point conversion yep was like the last of it yeah back-to-back completions yeah man it's really tough. Just like, I mean, he's still incredible, but like there's just to be able to go out on your own terms, I think is for most guys, like the most important thing, but a hundred percent. What a goat. The goat. The goat. But like, what a fun little like Boston intro. There were a bunch of Boston people there. One of the guys on the bachelor is like oh, a yeah. huge Boston fan. So everyone was like, I'm so excited to have you there. It was just like a very nice little yeah. transition. No, it was cool. For sure. So you would definitely go to a movie premiere again. Yeah, I had fun. I enjoyed it. And I like you said in the beginning when like all the people's names are popping up and the little pockets in the theater are cheering, that like that was so cool. I like that part. I know. It just feels <laughs> like it was like a little more magical than right. a regular. It's just crazy. Like you're literally sitting in a room filled with people that are up on the screen and you're right. like oh my god i look to the right there's billy porter oh my god i look to the left there's you also told <laughs> i mean billy porter's just icon but you like he had a insane okay it's called a rap i guess but i said hat I, it was like a it was a um a cat like a big cat it looked I don't like know a pokemon <laughs> look up billy porter's <laughs> fashion from there is a photo of tom brady like reacting to it being yeah. like oh my gosh um great to see you but just i was like courtney's did you like just did tell- you just call it a hat well i was like did you just tell billy porter nice hat like oh my gosh i was like more, i'm like i can't take you anywhere what your- no i'm kidding i'm sure it was lovely <laughs> it was also think about the actors in the room and if the movie doesn't go over well, I mean, I don't know how someone could say something bad about this movie. Like, it's just one of those, like, feel-good kind of movies. Yeah. But imagine if there's a bad reaction to something and you're in that room. I mean, I imagine they maybe sat, like, the producers and all of that sit through, like, when they do the test things to decide. Because, like, movies, sometimes they change the endings or they right. tweak something if it didn't go over well in the screenings. But you're in a room of people that are seeing your product. Yeah. So that has to be kind of scary, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was such I a good time. It. Shout out to Mike for the invite. Yeah. Thanks Mike. And shout out to Sally for her fandom. Anytime you want to watch a game. <laughs> you're listening. Sally, <laughs> Sally <in>. I imagine <laughs> you're a listener of the Holy Court podcast, but that's going to do it for today's episode. A uh, friendly reminder to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And as always, I love reading all of your reviews. If you review us on Apple podcasts or Spotify, you can give us a rating as well. But thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week after this golf tournament. See ya. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bum,
Japão.